Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, everyone. It is a very silent and crunchy morning today. Currently, it is hovering at zero. We've just come off of a week of below zero temperatures in the morning most days, and it's going to be below zero, I think, for another day or two with very low high temperatures, and then we'll have a brief reprieve from all of that, a little bit of warmer temperatures, and then it'll get chilly again next week. So, observations on below zero. It happens to us a lot every winter. A lot meaning it's pretty routine that it shows up every year sub-zero temperatures. But what's not normal is this um, huge polar vortex that has swept down from the North Pole and there's like 58 million people affected by it. Um, We just got a notice last night, part of it's due to the cold and part of it was due to a fire at one of the refineries, but they're asking people to conserve on the gas for heating your house and all that so that, you know, people have heat. Um, We don't have to worry about having our temps too high because we always have our house set at 65 degrees and have at least one quilt on. And if you need extra, grab another quilt and a sweater. Um, It's been a two quilt week. My feet have gotten cold and once they get cold. So I've been asking um, a few of my friends. I'm like, oh, my feet, how do you keep them warm? And a, a nice word of advice I got was, well, if you keep your core warm, then it will help keep your extremities warm. And it worked. I kept my core warm with quilts and it kept my feet warm. Now I'm looking for either a hot water bottle or a heating pad (laughs) to continue that because it's probably going to be cold again next week. So what have I been doing since I saw you last? Well, you know, I've been working on experiencing new things. I've wove several woven several several wow I have woven several rows on my little lap loom especially during times at work where I couldn't come home because we were having the unexpected renovation of this old house so I usually come home on my lunch hour because I live less than two miles from the office and um, we've had a lot of progress done in January And I'm going to venture a guess within the next few days, um, we are going to wrap up the renovation. We're going to cut it a little short. Um, Due to the sub-zero temperatures and all the entrances to the house have been snowed in. And also we're looking at how much money we've spent. We are not going to move the mudroom from the base, move the laundry from the basement to the mudroom. I think I need some more coffee um, today on my brain. So with it being so cold and there's plumbing and there's all kinds of things, we've decided that um, we're not going to do that right now. We'll revisit it in the fall, summer, fall. We'll get some more ideas. And if we do want to move the laundry, and my thought is 
is it worth the effort to move it up? If it can be done simply without a lot of issue, then we may move it at some point in the future. But my other part is like, if it's going to cost a lot of money and it's going to be more struggle than it's worth it. I mean, you can put a, about any renovation where you want it in the house. Is, is it wise? And is it worth the amount of money you're investing? And is it good for the old house? So if it's not, and I can't go up and down the stairs, then I'll hire a laundry service to do my laundry. I mean, it's really about my ability to go up and down the stairs. And right now, since I have not been overdoing it on my hip, I can go up and down most days with the help of my husband. But the problem is in the winter and in the summer when he gets busy, he's working over 12 hour days and laundry is a hard thing for him to work into that day. So we discussed, you know, that. We also discussed um, our snowblower broke this week during the middle, always does. If something's going to break, it's during the worst possible time, right? During the height of a blizzardy snow, sub-zero temperature day and lots and lots of snow in the driveway. And I think I would rather take some of the money we would have spent on moving the laundry in trying to get a tractor snowblower that is really large snowblower because then I can help. And a walk behind, if you're not familiar, there's snowblower models that you can put on the front of a little tractor, a garden tractor. And there are kinds that you can walk behind like a lawnmower. And the walk behinds I can't do well um, because you have to do a lot of squeezing with your hands to keep the um, augers turned on and the gas turned on. And it's a lot of hand strength that I don't have as much. So a tractor would be great. I've driven tractors um, for snow blowing my whole life. My dad always had them. So I think that's what we're going to do. You know, that's the plan. It's the dream. Will it happen? I don't know. You know, <laughs> life happens and between now and the fall. Many, many, many things can happen. But the good news in all of this is the flooring in the kitchen is going to be finished soon. And so that means I can put everything back into its place, into its home. I've been purging some things in closets in the kitchen and in my craft room and trying to organize it better and make it so that when you open up closet doors, it's not chaos. And... The kitchen is really pretty pared down and has been for a long time since I did my first happiness project, but there were four drawers um, that I had access to that I did go through and put little organizing bins in there. And I have to say, I've been um, following multiple people's organization um, programs. The first one is The Happiness Project. And Gretchen Rubin has written this book 10 years ago, and she's written a new book that I'm going to read it when it's available at the library. Called She's always saying, Outer Order, Inner Calm. And that's the name of her new book. And I'm one of those people that agree with that. Outer order leads to inner calm. And in January, I found that with the chaos of stuff in boxes and all over the house and on my dining room table it made for inner um chaos because I felt like it was in chaos and 
I've been taking that to the level of doing something about it. I've also been watching and I've finished all of Marie Kondo's tidying up. And that was motivating because I liked how she folds clothes and her um, attitude of gratefulness to the things that you have that you're letting go. And then the other part of it is she just had some really unique ways of doing it. I am um, have to do things one shelf at a time. I get overwhelmed. I get tired and then I start becoming indecisive on what I want to keep. So a little bit at a time. But the third person um, is the clutter bug. And she has online classes, books. And um, I've been reading her book. And I am definitely, uh, she has, her organizing is into four bugs. B-U-G-S. And I'm a ladybug where you clear off every surface and shove it in a drawer. And she has some great tips. So I've been going to the dollar store and I have all of those bins. And I found I even have more that I can use in other places. And I've got drawers and cabinets for the medicine cabinet and the kitchen done. Now I need to tackle closets. So resetting and that's going to happen in February. I'm so excited. So it's just finishing touches in rooms. And we have a lot of painting. I want to repaint the kitchen the same color as the bathroom. And I've been calling it the wrong color white from Sherwin-Williams for a month. I looked at the cans um, this last week because we want to buy pure ceiling white for the trim. And we have a gallon of ceiling white. We're going to put that in the kitchen. Well, it's nebulous white as I look at all the cans. Not the other one, austere, austere, oh man, I can't even talk, austere white, and no, it's nebulous white, and I put it on my Pinterest board, so you can see, it's actually a kind of a gray white, and I really like it, it's turned out great, um, just a few um, final things, like putting knobs in the kitchen, because it never had it, and I'm loving having unified um, metal, and it's just like, wow, it's, kind of the bathroom and kitchen that I always wanted. It's awesome. We didn't change the cupboards or anything. We made that work. And really the kitchen, once it's painted, there's only one thing left that I would probably change in the future outside of appliances. And that is one um, countertop by the sink. The kitchen sink and the countertop are very, very old and they may need to be replaced someday, but that's not an essential project. So the Renovation of this old house, the unexpected renovation of this old house is drawing to an end and I couldn't be more thrilled with the results and I couldn't be happier. I am ready to have my house in order. We also have been just chilling and relaxing because you can't get out and do much and I've noticed that it's exceptionally quiet. We just don't hear people. You don't hear the, the neighbors much. You don't hear cars going down the road, signs of life. Everyone is huddled in this January. And it's so cold. You don't hear birds. You don't hear animal life. And I had some sourdough bread. And this is something we don't normally do. But my husband and I are so worried about the animals. I threw crusts of bread and leftover bread out into the yard hoping that it will help some of our incredibly beautiful blue jays and cardinals and even those pesky squirrels. We have a lot of birds and rabbits and uh, it just is so cold. I'm hoping that it helps them get energy. And we have a lot of chickadees and sparrows, you know, that 
um, are here too. I'm not sure if they migrate, but I know the Jays and the Cardinals, I haven't heard them at all. Morning doves, um, they're just, they're freezing, poor babies. And I don't want to put seeds out there because that'll be all over the yard, but the bread crust might help them as they try to get through this really cold and rough time. Now, on January 24th, uh, Leah Day posted the interview where I chatted with her on how um, blogging has changed during my tenure on blogging. I started in 2008, so it's been 11 years, and how I'm using my blog, mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. I'm using that currently and social media in general because blogging, when I first started, was a form of what we now call social media. So I had a really great chat with Leah. We had a great time. She posts them on YouTube as well as on Podbean in an audio form. And I would love for you to stop by and then give me your feedback. What do you think about blogging? Are you blogging? Do you read blogs? See, that's the thing. Lots of people blog, but who's reading them anymore? And what do you enjoy? I'm always looking for information on that because I want to know well, what could I do to update my blog? What can I do to make the blog helpful for people coming to it? I mean, I use the blog for myself as an organizational tool and as a journal and as a way to remember all the projects, but I don't know what people are looking for in blogs anymore. So that's a conversation we had and please go back and listen to it. It was really, really fun. I've also done a couple of Facebook Lives and posted videos on YouTube about what's on my design wall. So you'll know, I've talked about here, I'm January, I decided after halfway through the month and wanted to have new experiences. So my new experiences, I did a bucket list quilt. Do you have a quilting bucket list? I mean, I talk about them as goals, but the bucket list for me was always Circle of Swallows. It's a star, it's an old quilt. And funny enough, um, Fat Quarter Shop posted a quilt free called Starling. And it is a large oversized block. It's one big star, about 50 inches. And it is the Circle of Swallows. And I thought, I love that. It's a modern version of it. It's larger pieces. And I made it. Now I just have to put the skinny little border on to keep my tips of my stars somewhat intact and I'm going to confess if you look close enough they will probably be clipped. It was a tight squeeze. Um, the pattern if you go step by step um, and I watched the tutorial it, it went together quite well. I just got really confused looking at the pattern and reading the pattern because there's a couple different techniques in it and making sure the angles of your half square triangles are going the right way. The other thing that I decided since I was so focused on the weather and talking about the weather that I wanted to do a temperature quilt of some sort. And that's when you go to the National Weather Service and you jot down the high temperature of every day. And I found that um, coincidentally that Patty of Elm Street Quilts, who is also sponsoring and partnering with Kristen for the hand piece quilt along had done a temperature quilt. And I wanted to do one in hexagons. And... She already had a, a temperature chart for all of the um, high temperatures. And I liked her color choices. There's no green on there, but that's okay. I have don't have lots of green anymore. I depleted that pretty much when I made my birthday quilt a couple of years ago. And 
it's great. So I thought hexagons, I've got hexagons, I've got lots of small pieces for the cherry wood fabric grab bag that fit in this. And so I decided to start piecing by hand since I did the hand piece quilt along. And as an aside, I have kept up that hand stitching is fun in the evening when I'm tired. Um, I just have a bright task light from a daylight lamp company. I really like that one. I have an ot light too. And the daylight one's more LED based, so it's brighter. And when I knock it off the table, um, I haven't broken any bulbs because there's an LED light in there. Um, the first attempt of a flower, because I thought I'm going to cut out seven, which is one week, and then hand piece it to practice the stitching. And I'll say my flat back stitch, which is a type of stitch that Mr. Domestic uses as well as some other people, and there's a lot of YouTube videos, did not work for me very well. So I went to the whip stitch. And Sue Daly has tons of videos and teaching, and that's the stitch that I found I'm very comfortable with. And I have almost two weeks of January done. So I'll catch up real quick. And it's fun. I mean, going through and prepping the little hexagons and I'm glue basting them. And I'm using templates that I printed off from Wild Olives Craft Blog. And gluing them on the cardboards that are postcards that come in the mail. That's always junk. And so it's like this big upcycling project as well as working with the cute little hexies. They have cute little smiley faces on them. And I imagine they're telling me, go girl, you can do this. You got it. <laughs> and I, I've just really had way more fun with it and I, than I thought. And it was an experience because I've never been able to do hand piecing well. I've always felt self-conscious about it, not confident. And a fearing that my blocks would fall apart. And um, so uh, the little hexagons are coming together. And that's made me a better hand stitcher too for the hand piece quilt along. So this second week of that was half square triangles. And I was able to do that. And I'm caught up. It's, it'll be nine weeks in a row. So that those blocks go together pretty quickly. And if you want to see what they look like, I will post a link to the handpiece quilt along so that you can see what everybody's doing. There's um, a link up once a week. And it's just so much fun to see all the different fabrics and tastes and different design ideas that people are, are having for completing this. And I am not surprised that hand piecing is back and it's hot. People are looking for slow stitching and slow living. And I've been a proponent of that for a long time, as well as this whole organization movement goes hand in hand. We don't want to hoard extra stuff in fabrics and, um, have more and excess than what we need and feel like you got to rush, rush, rush and, and make, things just for the sake of uh, using up what you have. So, you know, that whole mentality, it's slow, enjoying buying what you need. So the slow movement started way back a long time ago about eating. If you didn't know this, the slow movement started in Italy, I think, um, probably in the 70s or 80s, where people would take food in season 
Be very thankful and grateful for it. Drink the wine of in season with a very long celebratory dinner over the harvest, maybe from that particular food in the garden. And it was hours of enjoying the company. Boy, it's kind of like the huge, you know, idea of cozy and comfort, but it's about slow, no rushing, enjoying the comfort and um, taste of the food and season and the company of the people you're with. And that kind of spilled out into other areas of people's life, you know, like spending time with family or slow stitching or slow sewing or slow cooking, meaning that you're making it from what we used to call scratch cooking. And you did one ingredient at a time and carefully selecting it. Um, and I've tried to adopt that into my life because this rat race of running around like a hamster on the exercise wheel is enough to make you absolutely bonkers after a while. So the hexagons and the hand stitching, I'm so thrilled. And if I can get hexes down, I think there's a quilt that's called Lucy's Boston Commons. I would like to try that. And I think I would like to hand stitch a Dear Jane versus doing um, applique on it. I don't mind the paper piecing part, the foundation paper piecing part on those, but the blocks are small. And I thought, you know, it might be fun to do a English paper piecing of Dear Jane. It's still on my bucket list. So let's go back to the bucket list. What else is on my bucket list? A New York Beauty mini, a feathered star is on there. And the Dear Jane is on there. Quilty bucket list also includes that someday I would like to be judged in to a quilt show like QuiltCon because I've been rejected every time. And one day I would like to go to the International Quilt Festival and I would like to go to Quilt Market. So there's my quilty bucket list and I will slowly work at it and slowly put a check mark by all those things. And of course, you know, when you finish those things, you usually add other things to your bucket list. And quite honestly, I don't ever want to have my bucket list done, do you? Other parts, I have other bucket lists. You know, these are things that you want to do before you die. I guess is how bucket lists, you know, kick the bucket. But I like to look at it as things I want to do while I can. Um, the other one is a trip to Ireland. I want to be able to walk and do some wonderful tours because the castles and all the things in Scotland, I realized, I yay, yay, my feet got blistered up from the plane and it was rough. So I'm going to be better prepared for a trip like that. Do more traveling. I want to see the Grand Canyon. Never, never have seen the Grand Canyon. And there are several other places in the United States. Like, oh, I haven't been to see Old Faithful and I would like to see the Redwoods in California. Those are places I would love to go and travel to. So I have lots of bucket list items. And before retirement list items, you know, that's things like you got to get it done while you are making money. <laughs> you know, that's like renovation and buying the tractor and all those dreaming things. Um, overall, it's been um, a very slow month. And I like it like that to counter... Um, the summer where we feel like we only have 90 days of getting outside and living where we have lots of slow, slow living in 
our world. So that also means sports. I, I've been watching a little bit of basketball, but football is almost done. And this is a time where I normally watch Netflix and movies and YouTube. We've been revisiting some old comedies and finding things on Netflix that um, we've seen before and are fun. But new shows that I've really enjoyed watching are the BBC's version of House Doctor that's on Netflix. And it's kind of getting me motivated. You know, they're staging these homes to sell, but she gives a lot of great design ideas. It's an American who's going to England and giving people ideas on how to sell their properties. And they're inexpensive fixes. They're not gutting houses and doing big fixes. The other show I'm really, really enjoying, it is called Fame or Fortune. And it's like a detective show. People have works of art. So far, it's all been paintings. And they try to figure out, is it real? Is it worth money? Is it a fake? And the investigation of art and the provenance of art and who owned it and who painted it. Sometimes, you know, art isn't signed. And the debate and back and forth, which also includes a ton of history about, it's a BBC show, so mostly about England and, and the castles and the families. And it was interesting. I really enjoy the show. So that's another good show. And I have also just embracing the fact that I love Project Blue Book and it is so much like the X-Files but just different enough to keep my entertainment going and I like it and I've got to catch up with this week and I am hooked on the curse of Oak Island where the Michigan brothers are digging for treasure up on um, an island off of Nova Scotia. So far they haven't found hardly anything but they found some weird things which keeps me watching every week. That is a slow show. That slow TV watching at its finest for sure. Um, we've also watched a couple movies. So um, we've watched The Black Panther. I enjoy comic book movies. I enjoyed that a lot. And I'm going to watch a couple of other action adventure movies over the winter. And at some point, I always jump in on a long, slow, snowy weekend of watching a marathon of Lord of the Rings and the Harry Potter series. So that's what I've been up to. And I hope that your January has been very, very productive, slow, enjoyable, and hopefully a little bit warmer than what we've been experiencing. My temperature quilt hexes are at the low end of the scale. And so far, though, the highs have not stayed below zero. So I don't have the white and black little hexes on there, which are the extreme. But there's a lot of the cold blues and purples so far on my hexagon quilt. Also gets me dreaming about how I'm going to update my fairy garden, which will be a whole nother project in the spring after the painting. And overall, just enjoying, enjoying the time my husband and I are having together in visits with family and friends. So Super Bowl is coming up. Um, we usually don't go to a Super Bowl parties because it's usually freezing cold. And I almost swore and said freezing ass cold because that's normally what I say in everyday life. So I thought I'm going to use everyday life language here. <laughs> Is that a swear word? I don't know. But it's usually cold. And um, we are probably going to do our annual pot of chili and get ready for the game. We usually don't even stay up to the fourth quarter if it's a blowout because it's Sunday night. He's got to be to work at like 5, 36 o'clock in the morning. But I usually try to watch the game. And if it's a good game, 
then it'll be worth staying up. I don't have to get up till six to go to work. In fact, I could probably sleep till seven if I wanted to. But overall, I really enjoy football. And the Super Bowl is really kind of anticlimactic because the playoffs are usually much, much better. And the game itself can be a big blowout. So I'm looking at watching a little bit of college basketball so far. Um, my husband is um, letting the basketball is not his favorite and he's finding other things to do and he's not letting it get to him that I've watched some college ball I'm not a big pro basketball fan but when we get into March Madness he, he's a sports fan enough that he keeps track of all of that through sports talk radio while he's working because he drives semis and um we usually watch through that. So it's like, I want to watch enough to I know who's playing on University of Michigan because they have a pretty good team and um, been following them. So who's your basketball team and um, Super Bowl? Do you guys have a party? Let me know all about your January slow stitching. And do you have a goal for February? I'll talk about that when February gets here. Everybody have a fabulous week. Stay warm. And let me know your quilty bucket list. What do you want to do in your quilting goals? Everybody, quilt on. <music>